<clears throat> Morning, church. Thanks for joining us in person. Thanks for joining us online. We've got a good crowd here today. We conclude our series today called As Is. We have been talking about how Jesus accepts us as is, and he wants to tr transform us into as his. As is means there, there's some damage, there's a stain, there's a flaw. As is means something's not right, and in many cases, you can't even find the as is problem on clothing at a store, when you buy a house, when you buy a vehicle, because people work very hard to cover up those flaws, just like we do. We work really hard to cover up our flaws so that people don't see our as-is tag. Here's the deal, though. Everybody here today, every human, has this huge tag that reads as-is. But here's the good news. Jesus accepts us as-is. We've been using this verse. When we were still powerless, while we were still sinners, when we were damaged good, knowing we were as-is, God sent His Son. Even though we were damaged goods, God sent His Son to accept us as is, and He wants to transform us. So, let's continue. I want to give you a little statistic. I'm not sure if you've seen the recent statistics on death, but 100% of us will die. We don't like to talk about it. We just soon avoid it. We'd like to ignore it. But the Bible says, when you die, we're all equally dead. When you drive by a cemetery, everybody in there is equally dead. And the problem is, many of us are so scared to death of death that we can't even live. Which is why I find research to be interesting. I don't know if you've ever... Um, read stuff on anti-aging. They do research all the time on anti-aging. They want us to, what can we do to live longer? What can we do to be healthier? And they have, um, there's discussion about an anti-aging pill so that we can live to be 150. I guess they're assuming we want to live to be 150. I don't know, that might be appealing to some of you because we try to cheat death. We diet and we exercise and we eat right. We take pills or we don't take pills because we want to live longer. If we could just transform our bodies so that we could live longer. If we could just transform our bodies to live. Which is the main reason Jesus came. is so that we might live. And in the midst of our fears and in the midst of our doubts and in the midst of our as is and our concerns and fear of death, he wants to transform us from as is to as his. But here's the deal. Jesus is interested in giving us life, but that's not just years on this earth. We read in 2 Corinthians 3, And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory. And part of that transformation is to help us remove our fear of death. So let me give you some good news today. As Christians, we should not fear death. As Christians, as Christ followers, we don't have to fear death. Because Jesus came to destroy death. Jesus came to conquer death. And we'll look at that today in our text, which is John chapter 11. John chapter 11 is about the death 
of Lazarus. John chapter 11 is about the resurrection of Lazarus. Here's what we read. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. And the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. Nowhere in the Gospel of John do you find Lazarus speaking. He has no speaking role whatsoever, and yet the lesson Jesus gives us through Lazarus speaks volumes. Not a single word from Lazarus. Maybe because he had two sisters. <laughs> Just seeing if you're listening. Here's what's going on in John 11. A friend of Jesus is sick. He's not doing very well. The sisters send word. And Jesus does not come immediately. Jesus delays. And Scripture says, Jesus delayed on purpose. When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. Here's the purpose. Here's the purpose of what's going on. It is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Interesting. When Jesus heard the news, he doesn't change his plans. When Jesus heard the news, he didn't rush to Bethany. When Jesus heard the news, he doesn't send a memo. Scripture says he stayed right where he was two more days. It was a day's journey to get to Jesus. It was two days' journey getting back. It would have been a day for Jesus to get back to Lazarus. So we're going to find out that's four days Lazarus is in the grave. Maybe he's not in a hurry to get to Bethany because he knows they want to stone him in Bethany. Maybe he's not in a hurry to get there because what he was doing might very well have been more important or just as important. Maybe he's in no hurry because he knows the purpose is to give God glory. He knows the plan. News traveled that Jesus is finally coming. Martha goes out to meet Jesus. And so when Jesus finally arrives, Martha responds to Jesus the same way we do many times in life. On his arrival, Jesus found Lazarus had been in the tomb four days. Martha heard that Jesus was coming. She went out to meet him. Mary stayed home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you'd have been here, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Jesus didn't have to be there. Jesus healed people from a distance. Jesus could have spoke the word four days earlier. But Lord, if you'd have been here. Lord, if you'd have been here. How many times have we said that? Lord, if you'd have been here. Lord, if you'd have been here, my marriage wouldn't have gone bad. Lord, if you'd have been here, my kids wouldn't have gone down that road. Lord, if you'd have been here, I wouldn't have lost my job. Lord, if you'd have been here, I wouldn't have got cancer. Lord, if you'd have been here, my loved one wouldn't have died. Lord, if you'd have been here. I mean, how many times have we asked Jesus to respond? And how many times have we waited on His arrival in our opinion? Lord, if you'd have been here. And why is it when death comes knocking, we seem to think that God is nowhere to be found? But Jesus is here now. Only Mary and Martha think it's too late. Lord, it's too late. It's too late. Why do you think it's too late for God? God can't be late. God is always on time. It may not be our time, but God is always on time. Jesus has already said, look, this is going to be for God's glory. 
so the timing is just right. Jesus delayed so that God could be glorified. Jesus delayed getting to Lazarus. Lazarus died so that God could be glorified. And God can take any situation and turn it into glory for him. So this may sound a little odd, but this tells me that death is not about us. Your death is not about you. Your death is about the victory that Jesus gives us and the victory he gives us over death. We read in Hebrews 2. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might destroy him, holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. That's Christ's followers. We shouldn't have the fear of death. Listen, folks, death is not, woe is me. Death should be, wow, is God. Let's keep moving. What do you say to a family... That's grieving. What do you say to a family at the funeral home? What do you say to a family when someone loses a loved one? What do you say in the face of death? Here's what Jesus said. Jesus said to Martha, Your brother will rise again. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Maybe, this is, maybe these are the words that you need to hear today. Your brother will rise again. Your sister will rise again. Your mom and dad will rise again. Your spouse, your husband, your wife will rise again. Do you believe this? That's the good news that we need to hear today. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life, and he who believes in me will live even though he dies. I I think we ought to soak that in a little bit. I don't want to just blow right through that. Do you believe this? If you believe that Jesus is the Christ. You will live even though you die. Your physical body may die, but your spirit will live in eternity. So when we come to Jesus as is, when we come to Jesus in the face of death, Jesus wants us to know, believe in me. Trust me. Have faith in me. This is, listen, 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 this is way... This is way more than just raising Lazarus. This text is way more than just something about death. Jesus wants them to know, and Jesus wants us to know. He wants them, and he wants us to believe in him. That's why Jesus came. At the end of this gospel, we read, Jesus did many other miraculous signs which are not recorded, but these are written so that you may believe. Why did Jesus come? So that you may believe. Why did Jesus do miracles? So that you may believe. Why does he raise Lazarus? So that you may believe. So that you may believe in Jesus. We sometimes think, I think, that everything we have to live for is after we die. Everything we have to live for is on the other side. Living forever with Jesus after we die. But what about right now? Did Jesus... Come so that we could live right now. If you turn back one page from John 11 to John 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Other translations. Have it in abundance. Life in its fullest measure. Life that is full and good. A rich and satisfying life. Full to overflowing. I don't know if that describes you right now as a Christ follower, but it should. 
Because Jesus came to give us life not just after we die. He came to give us abundant life right now on this earth. Those words should describe us as Christ followers. When God transforms us from as is to as his, that transformation doesn't begin after we die. That transformation begins right now. We need to keep reading. Jesus, um, Martha goes and tells her sister Mary. Here's what we find. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said the same thing her sister said. Lord, if you'd have been here, my brother would not have died. Mary and Martha know what we know. They know that death is our final enemy. They know that death has a hold on us. They know that our fear of death sometimes keeps us from living. And Jesus wants us to know, just like he wanted them to know, when we come to him as is and he transforms us to as his, we don't have to fear death. But the same question he asked them, we have to answer. And that is, do you believe this? Do you believe that Jesus is the resurrection and the life? Do you believe that Jesus gives you life right now? We keep reading. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance, and Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha replied, Lord, by this time there's a bad odor, for he's been there four days. And Jesus said, didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? They come to this sealed coffin. They come to this cave. And Jesus says, take away the stone. Open the tomb. Open the grave. And Martha says, whoa, 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 Lord, listen, Lord. He's been there four days. There's going to be a bad odor. And any time death comes knocking, it's a bad odor. And Jesus says, Martha, we've already had this conversation. I've already told you this is about the glory of God. I'm thinking Martha believes that Jesus has the power to raise her brother on the last day. Maybe she doesn't believe that Jesus has the power to raise her brother on this day. The question here in John 11 is not just, does Jesus have the power? The question is, do you believe that Jesus has the power to raise us from the grave? Do you believe? We mentioned a couple weeks ago in John's gospel, he uses that word believe 98 times. In this chapter, he uses it eight Do you believe? Do you believe? Which makes me think, maybe our struggle is not with death. Maybe our struggle is in believing that Jesus really has conquered death. And believing that Jesus offers us life. And yet in the same way Martha viewed her brother in the tomb, we view the stench, the bad odor of our lives, our as-is, our stains, our flaws. We come to Jesus and we're like, Jesus, I'm just, I'm not sure you can raise me. I just don't know that I believe that you can take my as-is damaged goods and do anything with it. We keep reading. So they took away the stone. Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe. I'm saying these things so that They will believe. Listen, Jesus didn't raise Lazarus to give him back to his sisters. Jesus raised Lazarus so that those people would believe. 
so that we will believe that Jesus has the power. We keep reading. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Most of Jesus' life he spent preaching and teaching to those who were alive. He's speaking to the dead. And the dead listen to Jesus. Isn't that amazing? I'm just guessing all the eyes when Jesus said, Lazarus, come out. And they're looking at Jesus. They're like looking in the cave wondering, is he going to come out? I wonder how long it took. God in his perfect timing knew just how much time it took for them to believe. I don't know if it was instantaneous. I don't know if it was five or ten minutes, but the blood had to start flowing, the circulation, the oxygen. I don't know how long it took, but then Scripture says, the dead man came out. Five of my favorite words in the Bible. The dead man came out. The dead man came out. Even the dead listened to Jesus. The dead man came out. It's not the only time the dead are going to come out. We read in 1 Thessalonians, the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead will come out. Listen, church, as Christ followers, that's good news. The same voice that stirred Lazarus will stir those who have died. The same voice that stirred Lazarus will stir us. The same voice that awakened Lazarus will awaken us. And if we are in Christ, that is good news. And yet the enemy wants us to be so afraid of death that we don't believe that. The enemy wants us to believe that you can't live right now. I mean, think about it. You're going through the supermarket and someone says, yeah, that's Lazarus. Yesterday, he was dead. The day before, dead. Day before, dead. Day before, dead. Today, he's alive. In the same way that when we become Christ followers, yesterday you're dead, Today we are alive. And when the dead man came out, I'm just guessing. Scripture doesn't tell me. I'm just guessing. These are my words. Who do you think the first face was that he saw? I'm just guessing he saw Jesus. And he was not disappointed. In the same way on the other side of eternity, I'm just guessing. I haven't read this in Scripture, but I'm just guessing the first face I will see is Jesus, and you will too, and we will not be disappointed. Lazarus Lazarus was raised from the dead by the power of God, and we can be raised from our dead sinful lives right now by the same power of God. We read in Ephesians 2, as for you, you were dead, as is, but God made us alive in Christ, as his. When you were dead, as is, in your sins, God made you alive, as his. Remember what we said about those who are in the cemetery, they're all equally dead? We are all equally dead in our sins and transgressions. We have all fallen. We have all sinned. We're all equally dead. And you can't raise yourself. You can't resurrect yourself. You can't save yourself. You don't have the answer for your deadness. Jesus does. Death has no claim on Jesus. Because God raised him from the grave. Death has no claim on us. 
God raised Jesus from the grave. And Jesus came to destroy death. And God wants to transform us into as His so that we don't have to fear death. And He wants us to have fullness of life. But we've got to answer the same question. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? Because if you believe this, you need to respond a certain way. If you believe this, you've got to express that in some way. Let me illustrate. I grew up in western Oklahoma. So in western Oklahoma, tornadoes happened all the time. It was not unusual for the, for the, uh, the, the sound to go off. It was not unusual for the weatherman to come on. He would say Doppler radar shows and there might be strong winds and there might be hail and there might be rain and you need to take cover. And if you believe, you take action. You express it in some way. If you believe, you find shelter. If you believe, you went down into your abasement. If you believe, you do something. So that's why we've been talking about Romans chapter 6. Therefore, we were buried with Him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too may walk in a new way of life. Listen, you've heard me say this before. This is just a liquid grave. And when you're buried with Jesus in baptism... The dead man comes out, and we walk in newness of life. This is just an expression that I believe that Jesus gives me life. Baptism is just an image of a funeral that I believe that Jesus has conquered death, and I believe Jesus wants to give me fullness of life. We read in Ephesians 2, you've been saved. It's not a reward for the good things we have done. It's God who makes us as his. He wants to transform us from as is to as His. The song we sang, there is a God and He is alive. Jesus is not in the grave. He conquered death and because He conquered death, He was able to raise Lazarus. Do you believe this? Because if we believe this, we ought to live that way. We ought to live transformed. We ought to live in such a way that people know we believe something's different and Jesus is going to raise us from the grave. Let's stand and sing.